Well, howdy! This podcast is a proud member of the PodCon Go Network. PodCon Go, family-friendly shows that are fun for everyone. Welcome to Elderberry Tales. Grab your gravity boots. It's time for a story. Today's story is Leany and the Big Idea, Part 6, by William Stair. This is Part 6 of an ongoing series about Leany, her brother Logan, her little dog Theo, and her parents on a very unusual family vacation. If you haven't listened to parts one through five yet, go back and listen to those first. It's much more fun that way. The little family made their way into the kitchen and eating area of the Astrovan. The table was set, and there was a stack of tuna sandwiches in the center of the table, next to one bowl of potato chips and another of grapes. While they ate, the Astrovan sped silently toward the moon. Daddy and Mommy were worried and talked quietly about what to do next. But Leany was excited. Logan slept, and Theo begged for scraps. The afternoon was spent reading and playing games. Leany and Mommy played shoots and ladders. Every time Leany landed on a ladder, she would yell, Blast off! and climb up. And every time she landed on a chute, she'd yell, Re-entry! and slide down. That evening, after a dinner of beef stew and cornbread, somehow prepared without them doing a thing, the family settled in to watching the display screen as the Weezer told them tales that were ancient, modern, and maybe even futuristic, about the Earth, the Moon, and the solar system. He also explained why they had no sense of moving faster and faster, or of weightlessness. The Astrovan had yet another feature, an experimental but fully functional artificial gravity system. Gravity is the force that causes everything to pull toward everything else. It's what pulls us to the Earth, and the Earth to us. When the astrovan is speeding up toward the moon, the effect is of increased gravity. But the gravity system developed by MAGIC counters that force, so the little family doesn't feel it. If you find that hard to understand, just think about the letters. M-A-G-I-C. And what happens when you put them all together? When bedtime arrived, the Weezer rolled open the ceiling in Leany's room. There was a strong glass shield that kept the air inside the Astrovan, but allowed her a much better view than the astronauts got with their little portholes. The moon looked much larger and brighter than it did from Earth. Of course it should, because the Weezer told them they were more than 100,000 miles from Earth with only 138,900 miles to go. Leany drifted off to sleep and dreamland. In her dream, 
She, Logan, and Theo were floating in space. They had no spacesuits on. In fact, they didn't even have regular clothes. Lini was wearing her swimming suit. Logan was in his diaper. And Theo, well, Theo was the same as always. He had nothing but his fur. In the dream, they were swimming through space, and it was just like being in a very, very big swimming pool, except that there were stars everywhere they turned. They laughed and barked as they twisted and twirled in the warm nothingness. Suddenly, Lini had a feeling of falling. She looked around and saw that the moon was under them and was pulling them down, down, down toward itself. It felt like it did when water was draining out of the tub after a bath. She and Logan and Theo were going down the drain toward the moon. Faster and faster they fell, but everybody laughed because it made a funny tickling feeling in their tummies. Lini looked down at the bright surface that was fast approaching. She was reminded of a story in which someone said the moon was made of green cheese. Well, it didn't look green to her. No, it was white, like mozzarella cheese. In fact, with the craters and mountains, it looked like a pizza, except there was no red tomato sauce. Then all three of them crashed into the moon, sinking deep into it before they were pushed back up. It's a big, soft marshmallow, cried Lini. After bouncing a while, they settled down and could stand up. Let's explore, suggested Lini. Logan gurgled in agreement and then threw up all over the moon. The bouncing had upset his tummy. Theo barked in agreement, but was careful not to step in Logan's mess. Then a flock of moon geese flew over. They spied Lini, Logan, and Theo, and circled around high above, watching them. They looked familiar to Lini. Then she realized why. One goose had the face of daddy. Another looked like mommy. And a third looked like the Weezer, right down to the long white beard. Theo started barking furiously, trying to stand on his hind legs. But as he did so, his neck grew longer, and his wiggling front legs became more and more like flapping wings. He had become a moon goose and flew up to join the flock. No, no, Theo, come back, cried Lini. The geese began honking together, and each honk got louder and louder and louder. Logan let out a honk too, and Lini realized he'd also become a moon goose and was trying to fly but he was too little and could only fumble around on the moon's surface. Lini sat up with a shock. She was in her own bed back in the astrovan. But the honking continued. She soon realized it was some kind of mechanical honk, a warning sign of some sort. She looked up and the surface of the moon seemed to be right outside the window in the roof. They had arrived. She heard the Weezer's voice. We are about to land. Please return to your seats and fasten your seatbelts. Theo must be stored for the duration of our flight. 
She got up and ran into Daddy at the door to her room. Come on, Leanie, we're about to land on the moon, he cried. Mommy and Logan were already buckled into their seats, and Theo was in his travel crate, looking worried. Once she was buckled in, Leanie looked out her window to see what the Earth looked like from here. She'd seen the pictures taken by astronauts who'd landed on the moon many years before, but was concerned to see nothing but stars shining against the blackness above the moon. Where is the Earth, Daddy? she asked. Daddy had been wondering the same thing, but the Weezer's cheery voice broke in before Daddy could speak. The Earth is right where it should be, but we are on the far side of the moon, the part that never faces the Earth. So we can't see it, and people there can't see us. Now, hold on tight. The Astrovan landed hard on the surface of the moon. Fortunately, the moon dust at this spot was pretty deep, so it cushioned the landing. The amazing van had replaced its wheels with tractor treads that work better on the powdery surface. Soon, the Astrovan, or perhaps we should now call it the Lunavan, was skimming along the surface, shooting up a spray of dust behind it. Some of that dust probably went into orbit around the moon. All this time, the Weezer was visible on the display screen, urging everyone to be calm and enjoy the ride, which was perfectly safe. The contrast of the bright white of the rocks, craters, and plains of the moon against the inky black sky with its uncountable stars was amazing. Lini shouted out about one thing after another as they whizzed along. By the way, Craters are round valleys created when a space rock crashes into the moon. The same thing happens on the Earth, but there our weather gradually wears most of them away. On the moon, there is no weather, so they remain beautifully sharp. After a while, there appeared a tall, rocky tower in the distance. The Luna van headed straight for it. Closer and closer they got, but the sturdy vehicle did not slow down or swerve to the side. Straight ahead, toward the rocky face. Closer and closer they got, and Mommy was getting very nervous. She reached across from her seat to grab Daddy's arm while squeezing Logan tightly in hers. And here we are, shouted the Weezer. Suddenly, a door shot up, just like a garage door, and the Lunavan rushed inside. The door closed right behind them, and lights sprang on everywhere. They were in a huge metal room that stretched as far as they could see, and was completely empty. However, they were close to the wall where they had entered. A whishing sound could be heard through the walls of the Lunavan, and then the Weezer announced, Here at last! Everybody out. Daddy was afraid there was no air in the huge room. But that was not true. It was full of air, just like home, and smelled like the usual smells of a garage. You know, grease, maybe gasoline, rubber, paint, grass clippings. 
whatever things make their way into the garage. And it was warm, not freezing cold like the moon. The little family got out and stood by the van. Theo nudged up against Lini's leg, his nervous body shivering. Welcome to my home, came a booming voice. It was the Weezer. A huge display screen on one wall near them came to life, and they could see him, smiling and holding his crystal ball. Oops, uh, that was a bit loud. Let me adjust that. He did something to the ball and then said, Is this better? It was much softer. Yes, shouted the family, taking their hands off their ears. The Weezer laughed. A door slid open next to the screen. It was light beyond. It's time we met in person, said the Weezer. Please go through the door ahead and follow the blue line on the wall. The family walked toward the door. I'm not sure this is a wise thing to do, said Daddy to Mommy. Yes, but what choice do we have? We're on the moon. If we somehow go outside, we'd die in a second. And the Weezer, or whatever he is, controls everything. Lini, who had no such concerns, ran ahead and through the door with a whoop. She was closely followed by Theo, but he stopped at the door and looked back at Mommy and Daddy. They both shouted, Lini, and ran toward the door, Mommy holding Logan, who burped calmly. Once all five of them were through the door, a pale blue line began glowing on the metal wall. It pulsed slowly and seemed to urge them on down a curving hallway. It was very calming. As they walked, they realized the hall was not only curving, but also steeply rising. They were walking higher and higher. Fortunately, because the gravity on the moon is only one-sixth that of Earth, it was no problem. Finally, an opening appeared on the inside of the curving hallway, and the blue line directed them in. They found themselves in a beautiful room, very tall, with windows showing meadows and forests outside. There was a fireplace on one wall with merry flames dancing. In the middle of the room was a large round table with five chairs around it and a delicious-smelling dinner set out. One chair was filled with the Weezer. Greeting, friends. Please come and join me at my table. There is food aplenty, and I think you will find something you each like. The seat on my left side is for Lini, then Daddy, then a high chair for Logan, and finally Mommy. Oh, and a bowl full of delicious doggy treats for Theo, here on my right. Before we sit down, we need to know who you really are and what MAGIC really is. All of this is just impossible to understand, demanded Daddy. However, Lini had already climbed up in her chair, and the old man patted her head gently. I am not what you see before you, and this room is not as it appears. And MAGIC is not really a travel van store. Long before any of you were born, I was an explorer, 
traveling from one world to another in what you would call a spaceship. We are in that ship now, or what is left of it. Because of a terrible accident, my ship crashed into the moon. Everything below the garage where you entered is just a crumpled mess dug into the rock and dust. The garage where you entered my ship was once full of vehicles like the one you rented. They are all gone now. Some lost, others like yours still making wonderful trips. As for me, I was badly hurt in the crash, and my life is almost over. Even so, I have lived for hundreds of years here. My senses are like yours. See, hear, feel, taste, smell. Except I have a few more. One of these extra senses lets me find people with special skills. When I would find one, I'd send down one of the vehicles from my garage. At first, the vehicles appeared as boats, later as chariots, then wagons, then carriages. Still later, they looked like train cars. Another type looked like early airplanes with double wings. The Weezer chuckled. Then you people invented cars, so my vehicles began looking like them. A recent one even had doors that opened up and down like the wings of a bird. He chuckled again, moving his own arms up and down. Most recently, they have looked like RVs, recreational vehicles, and that's what yours is. But underneath, they are all the same thing. Powerful machines that can do whatever the owner wishes. Will you join Leany and me now? Not yet, said Mommy. You haven't told us why you chose us for your little game. I've already told you. I can sense special people, and Leany is one. Remember the things she could see and do that you could not? The sad animal heads on the lodge wall? The vanished Indians catching fish? The people of the drowned town? and especially the talking animals in the forest? At that, both parents looked at each other, and then at Leany. They had heard nothing about the night in the clearing, when Leany, Theo, and Logan had met the animals and heard them speak. Leany grinned. Logan was there, too, crawled all the way, and one of my helpers had to clean and repair his sleep sack. Right, Theo? Right you are, master, replied Theo, then made a face as if to say, oops. Mommy and Daddy gasped in surprise. Leany laughed, and Logan gurgled. Is Theo one of your helpers? asked Mommy. What? Oh, no. Theo is your dog. The Weezer reached to a bowl of Brussels sprouts on the table and picked out a couple. Here is one of my helpers. Watch. He dropped the sprouts on the floor, and seemingly out of nowhere, a little robot appeared. It looked like a large metal crab. It scuttled across the floor and scooped up the spilled food, then scuttled away. 
There are several built into your van. Haven't you wondered who was doing the cooking and cleaning? My plan is to give you the vehicle, as I have to special people many times in the past. What you make of it is up to you, but especially to Lini. I know whatever choices you make will be good ones. Now, will you join me? You must be hungry. Finally, Mommy put Logan in the high chair, and the two parents sat down on either side. They were amazed by all the favorite foods on the Weezer's table. Everything was something they loved to eat and was warm and delicious. Even Logan was able to eat some soft things, like squash, although he then threw it up. The little helper cleaned that up, while Logan gurgled for more. After they were done eating, the Weezer looked around the table at each of them. He reached down, patting Theo on the head and scratching behind his ears. Then he said, I wish we had more time together, but my time here has run out. It was a close thing to get you here. I know you are a loving family and will make sure that Lini grows up to be the wonderful, powerful human being I already see in her. Perhaps Logan has the same talents. It is too early to tell. Now, my part in this story is done. But as your MAGIC personal assistant, I want you to go back to your van. Simply tell it to take you home, and it will do it in perfect safety. He winked at Mommy. Then, his head sank down on his chest as if he were asleep. Slowly, his body settled into the chair until there was only dust left. One of the helpers scuttled out and vacuumed it up, then vanished, as did all the things in the room. The beautiful windows, the cheery fire, even the table still loaded with food, all disappeared, leaving only a big, empty space. Except for one thing. On the floor, where the table had been, was the crystal ball. Lini was crying. Mommy and Daddy were shocked at the sudden end of the Weezer. Time to go, said Theo. He could still talk. We must leave the way we came. The little family retraced their steps along the blue-lined hall to the garage. The Luna van stood there waiting, its motor already running. Once they were aboard, the ship's door went up and the van rolled back into the moon dust. Lini looked back and saw the whole tower, the Weezer's spaceship, crumble into more dust. Let's go home, Lini, said Daddy. Where is home now? She asked. Well, I guess it's wherever we want it to be, replied Mommy. Lini reached down to pet Theo, who was by her side. He stood on his hind legs and dropped the crystal ball into her lap. Then he winked.
This feels like the end. The end of the whole story, all six parts. The mystery of the MAGIC van, well, we now know where it came from and why it's so amazing. We know a lot more about the Weezer. But at the same time, it also kind of just feels like the beginning. I mean, now that Leany has had this experience and knows what the van can do, now that it's been given to her and her family to keep for the rest of her life, I guess, man, what kind of adventures do you think she's going to be able to have? And here's another thing. Apparently, this van can transform into any kind of transportation. Are there other types of transportation that haven't even come up in this story that she might be able to use this MAGIC van to do? including things that haven't been invented yet? Well, this might be the end of this series, but it doesn't have to be the end of the story in your head. At your house, wherever you are, this could become a game that you play in a chair, in a box, in a couch, on the floor, you can always pretend that you have an M-A-G-I-C caravan of your very own. And you can always imagine the places you would like it to take you. Thanks again to William Stair for making all of these stories possible. What an imagination he has. And thanks to you for listening to Elderberry Tales. I'll be back next week with another story.